you're excited about all God is going to do uh, in this new year. God has graciously opened a new year for us to seek him, serve him, and share him with others. And even though we don't know what this new year holds, as followers of Jesus Christ, we know we have the peace of God to steady us. We have the promises of God to encourage us. We have the strength of God to empower us. And we have the people of God to help us follow Jesus by faith day by day. So I want to invite you to open your Bibles with me this morning to the book of Psalms, Psalm 37. Psalm 37 is where we will start and spend the majority of our time together this morning in the Word of God. Psalms in the Hebrew language means praises. Psalms in the Greek language means songs or songs of praises. The Psalms were written for the guidance and instruction they provide for followers of God, and they were sung as songs of praise and worship by followers of God. These psalms share the different emotions of the psalmists. These emotions that the psalmist shared in the psalms range from, help me God, I don't know where you are, God. I don't like what's going on right now, God. I can't do this anymore, God. To, I love you, God. God, I know you are with me. God, you are my help. You are my hope. You are my refuge. You are my strength. You are my stronghold. You are my victory. God, I praise you. The psalm is sharing a range of emotions that each of us understand and are quite familiar with through these psalms. Psalm 37 is a wisdom psalm. Because it gives us guidance and instruction to help us live out our faith in God. I want to focus our attention this morning on one verse in Psalm 37. We'll hit on a few others, but I want us to focus on one verse in Psalm 37 this morning. One verse that God is going to use to challenge us, encourage us, and prepare us for all that he has for us in this new year. I am convinced God wants us to pray and obey this verse in this new year. And I'm convinced God will bless us as we do. Psalm 37, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Let's say that aloud together. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. This is an imperative. Take delight in the Lord is an imperative. It's a command. It's a command God wants us to obey today, every day, all through our day. This is a simple command. This is a wise command. This is an important command. Take delight in the Lord means to be glad in the Lord. To delight ourselves in the Lord. To find our happiness, our joy, our significance and our sufficiency in the Lord. To rejoice, to delight, to be glad in the Lord. This command requires an intentional decision on our part. No one can take delight in the Lord for us but us. 
No one can follow and obey this verse for you but you. This verse is a verse that God wants us to become very familiar with in this new year. This is a decision to take delight in the Lord that we need to make many times through the day. It's a decision that carries consequences. The condition of our relationships is influenced by this decision. The direction of our day is influenced by this decision. The state of our mind is influenced by this decision. Taking delight in the Lord is a must for us as followers of Jesus Christ. David wrote this psalm late in his life, toward the end of his life. David had a wealth of wisdom, a wealth of experience that he had gained from walking with God many, many years. David walked with God on the mountaintops of life and in the valleys of life. In the good times and in the bad times, David had walked with God when he was walking in obedience to God and being used by God in amazing ways. David also knew what it was to walk with God when he had turned away from God in sin and disobedience to God. David walked with God in and through the trials and tests and difficulties of life. David had walked with God in the great victories of life. David understood, David knew how important this decision is to make each day. David knew as well how difficult this decision is to make each day. You see, David had obstacles in his life that he had to overcome on a day-by-day basis in order to take delight in the Lord. We have obstacles to overcome on a day-by-day basis to take delight in the Lord. You have obstacles, I have obstacles. Quite probably, each of us faced some of those obstacles even this very morning as we were making our way here for worship. Let's look at some of these obstacles, just a few. There are many that you can name. Certainly there are some that are specific to you right now in your walk with the Lord, your stage and age and season in life. But a few that we are all familiar with, I believe, number one, is people. People can keep us from taking delight in the Lord. When we take our eyes off God and put them onto others, we can easily become discouraged, distracted, cynical, and frustrated. Instead of delighting in the Lord, we focus on others. Instead of delighting in the Lord, we get frustrated with others. Instead of delighting in the Lord, we get upset and angry with others. Instead of delighting in the Lord, we begin to question the Lord. Why is this happening? Why are you allowing this? Why is this happening for this person and it's not happening for me? Instead of delighting in the Lord, we can begin to complain to the Lord. And many times those are centered and focused on people. David understood this. David said in Psalm 37 and verse 1 and 2, look at what he wrote. Do not be agitated by evildoers. Do not envy those who do wrong, for they wither quickly like grass and wilt like tender green plants. You see, David knew it's easy to get angry 
It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get frustrated. It's easy to get upset when those who do evil seem to prosper. Especially when those who do evil appear to be prospering more than we are prospering. As we follow the Lord. Verse 8, David continued and he shared, Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Do not be agitated. It can only bring harm. Taking delight in the Lord helps us to focus on the Lord, not others. Taking delight in the Lord, therefore, is so important for us day after day, all through the day. A second obstacle is circumstances. Our circumstances can keep us from taking delight in the Lord. Unplanned, unwanted circumstances crash into our lives and distract us from our confidence, our faith, our trust in the Lord. We all know that we can't control our circumstances. We can only control our reaction and response to our circumstances. As we take delight in the Lord, we are reminded that God is with us. As we take delight in the Lord, we're reminded that not only the Lord is with us, but the Lord is in charge of us and our circumstances. He's in control. He's in charge. That means we are okay. We're going to be okay. David reminded us of this in Psalm 37, verse 23 and 24. David wrote, a person's steps are established by the Lord. And he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports him with his hand. Again, taking delight in the Lord helps us to focus on the Lord, not our circumstances, not on other people. A third obstacle that gets in our way at times is temptation. Temptation can keep us from delighting in the Lord. Satan loves to tempt us to turn away from God into sin. Satan loves to use people and our circumstances to tempt us to turn away from God into sin. And we always need to remind ourselves, especially here at the beginning of the new year, Satan tempted Jesus. He came after Jesus to tempt Jesus again and again and again. So we know he will tempt us. All the time. He will tempt us. He's the tempter. That's what he does. That's who he is. His temptations are always based off of his lies because he's a liar. That's who he is. That's what he does. Peter understood this. Peter knew about the battle with temptation. And Peter encouraged us to be sober-minded, to stay alert for your adversary. The devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Peter then went on and said, resist him standing firm in your faith in Christ Jesus. So we are able to resist our enemy as we stand firm in our faith and trust in Christ, not in our strength, but in his, alive and at work in us. David understood the daily battle with temptation. If you know the story of David, you know that David understood this battle with temptation. David wrote in verse 27 of Psalm 37. He said, turn away from evil, do what is good, and settle permanently. Dwell peacefully. Live passionately with the Lord. He said, turn away from evil. It's as if David is saying, hey, listen, I understand. I know, been there, done that. Let me just tell you, let me save you some pain. Let me save you some heartache. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. 
Take delight in the Lord. Solomon as well, over and over again, in his writings, in the Proverbs, in Ecclesiastes, he said, listen, just take it from me. I've learned. I've made these mistakes. Let me just save you some trouble. Let me save you some heartache. Let me save you some pain. Take delight in the Lord. Fear God and obey his commands. Delight in him. And so we see and are reminded that we can rejoice even this morning that God has placed his Holy Spirit in us to help us say no to sin and temptation. Praise God, he has given us his Holy Spirit to help us in this matter. We are not alone in our battle with temptation. We are not alone in our battle with sin as followers of Jesus Christ. Now, if we have not yet made that decision to place our faith in Christ Jesus, if you're here this morning, you're still on your journey to a relationship with God, by faith and trust in Christ Jesus. If you've not yet trusted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, if you've not yet received God's gift of love and life and forgiveness of sins by placing your faith in Christ Jesus, then the truth of the matter is you are on your own when it comes to your battle against sin and temptation. And as one who can speak uh, from experience, when that was true of my life, I can assure you that you're not doing well. Because you see, none of us can do well in that battle alone. It's a challenge enough as it is with the Holy Spirit dwelling within us to do well in this battle. And so we understand and know taking delight in the Lord not only helps us focus on the Lord, not other folks, not our circumstances, but also helps us to resist temptation. So we see this command. There's, there's some great reason for this command from David to you and to me this morning. There's some great reasons why God wants us to claim this verse in this new year, why God wants us to pray and obey this verse, why God wants us to get very familiar with this verse in this new year, why God wants us to focus our attention on this verse. Let's look at a couple of questions and we'll answer them and then we'll be finished. First question is why should we take the light in the Lord? Why? Should we take the light in the world? Well, there's many, many answers to this question. Let me just give you several. I know you can add some of your own answers to this question. The first answer I would submit is God said so. It's always the best way to go, isn't it? When you're talking about questions, God said it, that settles it. Obedience to God is always best for us and those around us. We can never go wrong walking in obedience to God. We take delight in the Lord because God commanded us to take delight in the Lord. Secondly, we take delight in the Lord because God never changes. You see, people change. Our circumstances change. The distractions in our lives change as we go through the stages in life. We change, but our Lord never changes. Hebrews 13.8 tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. James told us. That the Father of lights doesn't change like shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down for the Father of lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. Praise God, he never changes. Amen? He never changes. What does that mean? It means this. We can rely on him. We can trust in him. We can turn to him. We can take delight in him knowing that he never changes. That he is with us. He never changes. We can trust him. We can rely on him. In an ever-changing world, we have a never-changing God. And we know change 
will come in this new year. We do not know all that this new year holds for us, but I am sure we would all agree that we can know that we know that we know one thing that this new year holds for all of us is change. It's change. It's going to happen. And some of those changes we're going to like a lot. And I would say some of those changes we're probably not going to like a lot. And so as we embark on this new year, on this journey of faith, we understand and realize that in an ever-changing world, in our ever-changing lives, we have an ever-changing God that we can run to day after day after day. This is why we take delight in the Lord, because He never changes we can trust him. A third reason is God loves us. We take delight in the Lord because God loves us. As John told us, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is who we are. God has lavished his love on us in Christ Jesus. God's lavished his love on you and on me in Christ Jesus. We know this as followers of Jesus Christ. God loves us. And therefore, we know God knows what's best for us. God wants what's best for us. God always does what's best for us. Why would we ever not choose to not delight in the Lord? Of course, we should delight in the Lord all day, every day, all through the day. Because he loves us. And he always does what's best for us. So we can be glad in him. We can certainly find our significance and our joy in him. A fourth reason is God's at work in us. As we just finished singing, God is at work in us. Whether we see it, whether we know it, whether we feel it, he's at work in us. As Paul told us, for it is God who is working in you to will to act according to his good purpose. Now here's a good word for us this morning. God's work in us is good because God's purpose for us is good. And if you want to know what God's purpose is for you, I can share with you this morning Based on the authority of God's word, God's purpose for you is the same as God's purpose for me, and that is to make us more like Jesus Christ. That's his purpose, to make us more like Christ. So everything that's going on in your life right now, understand God's at work in the midst of everything that's going on in your life, and what he's wanting to do is to make you more like Jesus. And this is going to be a part of his work. You and I taking delight in him day by day, all through the day. If you are yet to unite with God by faith and trust in Jesus Christ, if you're still on your journey to God, understand and realize everything that God's doing in your life right now is to draw you closer to him. Because he wants you to receive his gift of salvation by your faith in his son, our savior, Jesus Christ. He's at work in us. And so we know that God is, is at work in us. And as we take delight in God, we are reminded that he's at work in us. We're reminded of what he has done, what he is doing, and what he has yet to do in us, through us, and around us as we trust in him. And that brings great excitement, I would hope, for you. And I know it does for me as we look to this new year. There's great excitement. Why? If no other reason, God's working. It's exciting to understand and to know and to realize God's working. And the creator of the universe is at work in you and in me. And he is committed to his work in us. He said, Paul said that he is confident, he is sure that God who began his good work in us 
She saved us in Christ Jesus. We'll carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That's exciting. God is at work in us. Are you with me? Are you, is that exciting to you? Tell your neighbor God's at work in me. Now cut me some slack. Tell him. There you go. There you go. Hey, guys, are working us. I didn't give you that as an excuse you can use throughout the rest of the year now. <laughs> Spouse gets upset. Well, honey, I just want you to know God's at work in me. Cut me some slack. That might work here in church, but that won't work in your car or at home. I guarantee you that. It's not going to work. But it's true. God's at work in us. He's at work in us. Another reason we can take delight in the Lord is God will fulfill his promises to us. A promise is only as good as the one making the promise. You know this. A promise is only as good as the one who makes the promise. And there is no one better at making and keeping promises than our Almighty God. Our God is a faithful God. Amen? He will fulfill His promises to us. So we know as we embark on this new year, we know right now that God will answer our prayers as we ask, seek, and knock day by day. God will be with us wherever we go because he told us so. God will carry all of our burdens as we cast them at his feet. God will empower us to bear much fruit as we remain in him. God will forgive us of our sins as we confess them to him. God will make our path straight as we trust in him. God will meet all our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You see, as we take delight in the Lord, we're reminded of God's faithfulness to us. And when we're reminded of God's faithfulness, as we take delight in the Lord, it changes everything around us. It changes our focus. It changes our confidence. It changes us and draws us closer to the Lord. And then we also know that we take delight in the Lord because God will give us our heart's desires. That's right here in the scriptures. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. What a promise. What a great promise for us. Now, let me just make sure I make this clear. This is not a proof verse for a name it and claim it theology. Okay? Let's just get this straight at the beginning. This is not a proof verse to go around and claim and say, this is why God wants me to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and never have any problems, and everything to work out great. This is not a proof verse for that false theology. God does not promise to meet all our selfish desires, wishes, and wants. That's not what the psalmist David is saying. Make a note. If you're taking notes, make, make this, jot this note to the side. The order is intentional. The order is intentional. The order is important. Take delight in the Lord first. First. Take delight in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord every day, all through the day. Find your joy, your happiness, your significance, your sufficiency in the Lord. Look to the Lord. Take delight in the Lord first. Then our desires will be in line with God's desires. You see, as we delight in the Lord first, our desires, 
undergo a transformation process because we're delighting ourselves in the Lord, because we're remembering who he is, because we're remembering all he is doing in our lives, because we know and understand we are his in Christ Jesus, as we take delight in the Lord first, our desires undergo a transformation, and they all of a sudden become in line with what God desires for us. And God promises us when we want what he wants to give to us, he'll give it to us. Because it's best for us. And I would submit this morning, and I would hope you would agree, what God wants to give us is far better than we want what we want God to give us. I know what God wants to give me is better than anything I can think up that I want God to give to me. And I rejoice and praise God that he does not always give me what I want. Instead, he waits and waits as he continues his transforming work in my life, as he continues making me more like Jesus. And in those days when I'm not quite there yet, he continues his work, he transforms me. And as I take delight in him, I all of a sudden realize, okay, God, you're right. Once again, Father, help me to desire what you want. Help me to see my life from your perspective. Help me to understand this situation, this circumstance, this individual from your perspective. And God, please give me what you want to give me. And our God is faithful to do that every single time. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires because at that moment as we're delighting in the Lord, our heart's desires will be for the Lord and what he desires to give to us. And so taking delight in the Lord is vitally important for you and for me. So the second question uh, is real simple. How? How can we take delight in the Lord? How do we take delight in the Lord? How do we delight ourselves in the Lord? Let me just give you a few answers, and then we'll move into a time of commitment with one another. Uh, we take delight in the Lord as we dwell on the Lord. We need to take time out of each day. Quite honestly, we need to carve out time each day to dwell on the Lord. Solomon told us to think about God in all our ways. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your understanding. Think about God in all your ways. I love what Paul said. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 in verse 8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence, if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Think about these things. The Lord and the truth of his word meet all the criteria of Philippians 4 and verse 8. And so we understand and know that we dwell we need to take time to dwell on the Lord. As we dwell on the Lord, we are reminded of who He is. As we dwell on the Lord, we are reminded that He's at work in us, that He loves us, that He's with us, that He's watching over us. We are reminded to take delight in Him as we dwell on Him. We're reminded to turn to Him and trust in Him on a day-by-day -day basis, throughout the day. You know, our day can change in a moment when we have a circumstance or, or someone else is, is challenging us in this area and is making it difficult for us to delight in the Lord. If we'll just think about the Lord, we'll take a moment to dwell on the Lord. And we'll look at that and we'll focus on the Lord and ask for Him to give us clarity on that circumstance or that other individual. Then everything will change. It will change. We take delight in the Lord as we dwell on the Lord. And the good news is we can dwell on the Lord anytime, all the time, anywhere. You realize that no one or nothing can keep you from dwelling on the Lord. 
no one, nothing can keep us from dwelling on the Lord. The lion's den didn't keep Daniel from dwelling on the Lord. The fiery furnace didn't keep Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from dwelling on the Lord. Flood didn't keep Noah from dwelling on the Lord. Goliath didn't keep David from dwelling on the Lord. Persecution, flogging, and beating didn't keep Paul and Silas from dwelling on the Lord. As we know, in the book of Acts, we are told that after being flogged and beaten severely, thrown in jail, in chains, surrounded by guards, Paul and Silas were singing hymns to the Lord and praying, dwelling on the Lord. See, dwelling on the Lord helps us to walk by faith, not by sight. Dwelling on the Lord helps us to walk by the Spirit, not the flesh. Dwelling on the Lord helps us to walk in obedience to the Lord. Dwelling on the Lord helps us to take delight in the Lord. Second, we can take delight in the Lord as we spend time with the Lord. We've heard this more times than we can count. We have heard many sermons preached on this point. We've heard many lessons taught on this point. Yet, spending time with the Lord still remains a huge challenge to us. It's really amazing when you stop and think about the challenge that it is for us to spend time with the Lord and, and why that should not be. As we continue to share and dialogue and discuss about the glory of the Lord and His work in our lives. You see, the enjoyment, the health, the strength of our relationships is connected to the time we put into our relationships. This principle applies to our relationship with God. Jesus himself modeled this point for us. Jesus, as he ministered here on this earth, he made time to get with God so that he could spend time with his Father God. Sometimes that meant early in the morning. Sometimes that meant late at night. Sometimes that meant all the way through the night. Why? Because he had demands on him like no one has ever had. He had people around him like no one else has ever had. And Jesus himself told us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Jesus told us, remain in me and I'll remain in you and you will bear much fruit. Remain in me literally means spend time with me. Hang around me. Dwell with me. Abide with me. And you will bear much fruit. David the psalmist understood this. David said in Psalm 5 and verse 3, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I plead my case to you and watch expectantly throughout the day. You see, we don't only have to wait and have our quote-unquote quiet time, which is great, it's important, it's necessary, and that's only our time with the Lord there early in the morning, and then we go about our day on autopilot. No, 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 no. We start our day, we spend our day, we end our day with the Lord, dwelling on Him, spending time with Him, communicating with Him, talking with Him, being blessed by Him. Spending time with the Lord helps us to take delight in the Lord. And as we take delight in the Lord, we want to spend more time with the Lord. We can also take delight in the Lord by telling others about the Lord. Listen, as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, it's vitally important for us to share with one another what God is doing in our lives. To share with one another how God is working in us. To share with one another 
what God is teaching us, to share with one another how God is growing us in our faith in Christ Jesus, to share with one another how God's empowering us to walk out our faith in Jesus day by day, to share with one another where God is really doing some work in our lives, to open up with one another, to share with one another how God is carrying our burdens as we're casting them at his feet, to share with one another how God is blessing us. Why? Because this is encouraging for us as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Taking delight in the Lord is contagious. It's contagious. The more we do it, the more we want to do it. The more we share with one another, the more we want to join with one another in doing it. Hearing about the Lord's work is contagious. Hey, seeing these baptized, Tyron and Dustin baptized today, I don't know about you, but that fires me up. That's, that, that just allows the Lord to work. What does that mean? What that means is God's at work in us. He's at work in those two men. He's at work in us. He's changing lives. That means he can change my life. That means they're getting in on God's work in their lives. What does that do? It motivates me. I want in, man. I want in. God, continue changing. Continue changing me. And we can tell one another about this. We don't have to walk around acting like we're islands of godliness and nothing ever comes into our force field to challenge us. Oh, everything is great. And it is at times. And praise God it is because it's God who's great. And he's the one who makes things great for us. But so many other times, there's really stuff going on. And I'm telling you, when we're hurting, when we're struggling, when we're down and discouraged, sometimes what we need to hear is how God is breaking through in our brothers and sisters in Christ's life. Because if he's doing it for them, he's going to keep doing it for me. And we need to share that with one another. Hey, listen, we need to tell others, those who don't have a relationship with God, about God and how they can have a relationship with God by faith in Jesus. We know this. As, as followers of Jesus, remember this, this new year, let's start it off right. As followers of Jesus, we're ministers for Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you have a congregation. I don't know how much you've spoken to your congregation recently. I don't know what you've spoken to your congregation recently, but you've got a congregation. You've got folks around you that God specifically placed around you for you to minister, for you to encourage, for you to love, for you to support, for you to tell about the Lord. As you take delight in the Lord. See, we need to tell others about the Lord as we take delight in the Lord. I would guess five days into the new year, would be my guess, that five days into this new year, you have already been challenged 
many times in regards to taking delight in the Lord. I know I have. As God confirmed in me his desire for our church family to pray and obey this verse throughout this new year, I began to notice immediately, immediately, how many times during the day that my commitment to taking delight in the Lord is challenged. And I was convicted, quite honestly, about how often I missed the mark in taking delight in the Lord. How often a, a circumstance, a statement, an action, a reaction can take my eyes off the Lord almost instantaneously. You see, as followers of Jesus, we need to pray. We need to ask God, God, help me take delight in you today. God, help remind me of all the reasons why I can delight in you. God, when challenges, when obstacles, when circumstances, when other people, when difficulties, when trials, when tests come my way, God, help me to take delight in you. God, help me this day. God, help me this hour. God, help me in these moments to find my happiness, my joy, my significance, God, my sufficiency in you. Help me, God, to take delight in you personally. God, help me in my marriage to take delight in you. God, help me in my family to take delight in you. God, help me in my relationships with my brothers and sisters in Christ to take delight in you. God, help me in my church family to take delight in you. This is the challenge that I believe God is laying before us. One of many that is to come. In this verse, with the Lord's help, will steer us and guide us and encourage us to walk in victory through those challenges that are sure to come in this new year. We take delight in the Lord through a relationship with the Lord by God's grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. So if you have not yet placed your faith and trust in Christ Jesus, if you've not yet entered a relationship with God, then I can think of no better time than right here and right now, the beginning of this year, to receive God's gift of love and life and forgiveness of sins by placing your faith and trust in Jesus. Let's commit this morning, and let's take time, and I want us to take time as brothers and sisters in Christ, as husbands and wives, as families, as friends, let's take time and let's commit today this day, this week, this new year, to take delight in the Lord, knowing that as we do, He will give us our heart's desires. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Prayer partners,